back to another Never Too Late to Start podcast. This is the show that highlights stories of people everywhere who have proved that it's never too late to get started on a new path of success. I'm your host, Joseph Sprung, and today we have a very inspiring story to share with everyone that shows it's truly never too late to launch a new career path. Today's guest, Seely Cawley, holds a special place in our hearts here with Never Too Late. She has been a longtime supporter of our Women's Entrepreneurship Conferences, an incredibly driven and serial entrepreneur, and last but not least, a successful businesswoman. As an award-winning certified professional organizer, she helps people overcome chaos and clutter so they can create lives full of clarity and calm. Her current mission is to clear deaths and minds around the world with her signature course, The Paper Cleanse. Celie, we are so happy to have you on the show today. When we first met, you were pitching your company, Holding Hangers to Us, and you were chosen to present to us live at our 30-second pitch competition as part of our DC conference. How are you? And why don't you tell us a bit, a little bit about your entrepreneurship journey? Thank you so much for having me, Joe. What a journey it has been. Well, um, I started my business in 2003, literally the day my daughter went off to kindergarten. I said, okay, I need to, I, what, I don't want to be defined as just a wife and mother. I want to have my own thing. And at the time, um, professional organizing was just starting to be uh, out in the world. And I remember I used to go to dinner parties and I would tell people, oh, I'm an organizer. And they would say, oh, for which labor union? And I'd be like, mm, no, I mean closets and pantries. But then um, people came around to it. And so I started that business in 2003. I received my certificate. I'm a certified professional organizer in 2008. And I was getting a little tired. So I, when my daughter graduated high school in 2016, I thought to myself, it's time for something different. And that's um, when I sourced and launched my business holding hangers. And that's when you and everyone in your world came into my life. And that, that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. It was a very unique hanger that I imported from Europe because I had lived in England for most of the 90s and was familiar with it. And it was going great guns. But then, as many other people's stories have told, the pandemic came and my factory closed. And therefore, I wasn't able to pursue that. So I uh, changed my business model yet again. And now I'm doing online courses, um, teaching and educating people about organizing around the world. Cecilia, you are currently a certified professional organizer. Can you let us know how your business has evolved? Absolutely. So I feel that once I... When I first started organizing, there were no certificates. And luckily, our trade association realized that and created a certificate. So the nice thing is, as a certified professional organizer, and there are fewer than 400 of us worldwide, even now, um, 14 years later, since the certificate was offered, um, what's great about it is that it commits me to keeping myself educated about different organizing methods, different um, ideologies around organizing, and also how to help people. And that's certainly why I think you and I are both in the careers that we're in, is because we want to help people. 
And I can't tell you when I was working in people's homes, the transformation that they would get from having a kitchen that they were unable to find the counter space to cook in to being able to prepare healthy, nutritious meals for their families without uh, sacrificing time and effort because their kitchens were organized. Um, so that's why how my business has evolved. So from being a, a certified professional organizer going into people's homes to selling my unique hangers to now doing the online component, it's all about making people's lives simpler, easier to maintain, and you know, to give them the time to do what they really want to do. Um, I've been so lucky. Some of my recent students have started nonprofits. They've um, freed up finances because they got an understanding of their finances so that they can travel. They've retired. Um, it's, it's amazing to see the transformation. Implementing some organizing systems in your life can really make. So that's, um, that's kind of how my business has evolved, but the overall theme has been the same throughout. How is your business affected by COVID and what has helped you thrive? Uh, yes. Well, when COVID hit and it's, it, you know, I, I have to always preface this with um, you were one of the last people I hugged before the shutdown. And we spoke of this when we chatted recently. I, I still remember it. <laughs> Yes, it's hard to forget. So you had you were sponsoring our amazing um, women's and women's entrepreneur summit, and in that summit, I pitched to you, and I was thrilled to win first prize for the pitch competition for holding hangers, and I, it was on March twelfth, twenty twenty, and I remember I looked at you when you gave when you gave me the award. I was like, oh, can I hug you? And you smiled and opened your arms, and I gave you a hug, and the very next day, the 13th of March, we had to drive up to Harvard, fetch, fetch our only child, our daughter, out of her senior year. She came and lived with us for the next year. And it was the beginning of what none of us could have anticipated, right? So in my business, I legally was not allowed to go into people's homes. You could only have strangers in your home here in Virginia if it was an essential service, like a plumber or you know, an electrician. And obviously organizing is not an essential service. We were allowed it to help well, to if people, people were moving. Okay. <laughs> For some people it is, but legally I couldn't, I couldn't do anything, but I was excited. I was thrilled because I had this other business holding hangers in my back pocket and everybody was clearing out their closets and everybody was looking for closet solutions. And so quite honestly, in March, April, May, and June, I sold tons of hangers. So much so that I actually contacted my European supplier and I said, I'm ready. I'm ready to buy a container full. I'm ready to make this investment because the market has proven that people want my product. And he said to me, you are on my list to call, C. Lee. I have some bad news. Your factory is closing. And you could have knocked me over with a feather, Joe. I was like, what? And so I looked to see if I could find another supplier. I looked to see if I could buy the molds and they just shut down. They literally closed their doors and never reopened them. 
and so there I was and I had to I, I was just kind of gobsmacked and I had to think to myself oh my gosh I need to reinvent myself yet again and in 2020 at this time I was 57 years old and I thought to myself even once we are allowed to go back into people's homes, is that the future I want? Worried about catching COVID. I have a very ill older sister that I want to be able to help, and I didn't want to risk getting her sick. And I thought, what can I do? How can I take this two decades of, of helping people organize? How can I How can I translate that? If I can't sell hangers anymore, and if I'm not able to go into people's homes, or choose not to go into people's homes, what can I do? And that's when this idea of online courses, we were all on Zoom all day long, and all of a sudden I thought, hey, I can do this. I can share my ideas. I can share my foolproof formula with people from around the world. And so that's what I, that's what I decided to do, and here we are two years later, and I'm just about to launch the paper class for the third time. And I've had students in... Uh, the U.S., the U.K., and Australia. So three continents and counting. That's fabulous. Okay. As a woman in business, have you encountered moments where people didn't take you seriously? How can other female entrepreneurs ensure that they are treated as serious business owners? Oh, my gosh, Joe. Absolutely. I, and this is the thing. When I started my business in 2003, anyone can call could call themselves a professional organizer. In fact, still, anybody can call themselves a professional organizer. You have to be certified to become a certified professional organizer. And so I think that there was this conception that this was just, you know, a bored housewife um, who just wanted to make some pin money. And that was never how I approached it. I approach it as a business. And now when I mentor other um, organizers and business women, business people, I say to them, I don't care if you're a organizer, a baker, or a candlestick maker. First and foremost, you're a business person. And you need to treat this like a business from the very beginning. You need to get your separate bank account and establish your business license and be insured and know your numbers and know what you need to charge to make this profitable. I just coached somebody who hadn't raised her hourly rate in two years. And I said, with, with the inflation, and I know that now she's paying for her own health insurance because her husband lost his job. I said, you're making less money now than you did when you started. It's not sustainable. So I think a lot of people um, perhaps kind of discredited me. They were like, oh, your daughter's in kindergarten. You're starting a little business. Um, and I was like, no, I'm starting an empire. This is just the beginning. Um, and I think that if once you have that idea in mind and you know what your one-year, two-year, five-year, ten-year goals are, you can really build that. So that's what I encourage other women business owners to do. And I think you obviously have the same philosophy because in your conferences and you know in all of your dealings, you're bringing us these inspirational women who have built empires, you're bringing us these people who are teaching us all kinds of skills, the soft skills, um, you know, client relations, customer management, the hard skills, knowing your numbers, marketing. Um, so I thank you for, 
for what you've done to help us women business entrepreneurs. Okay, thank you. Okay, what advice do you have for other entrepreneurs and entrepreneur hopefuls about marketing yourself and getting your business out there? Oh, this is this is a great question. I think that we need to recognize that we can't do it alone and also that it's that it's not as hard as we make it. So, for instance, um, when I started my business, there was no social media. Um, if Facebook existed, I wasn't on it. I didn't get on Facebook till 2009. Um, right now, so many people think that they have to be on social media. They have to be on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok, and I can't even keep track of it all. And I say to them, you need to find where your audience is. You need to know your customers, the, the person that you're, the customer that you want to work with most. And you need to be where they are. But more importantly, you need to be authentic in everything you say and do. It wouldn't be authentic for me to dance on TikTok. That is not my style. That's not my brand. I'd love to I, see it. <laughs> you know, so, um, I think it's really important to keep in mind that do what's within your comfort zone, push yourself out of your zone a little bit, but I have a wonderful virtual assistant who um, helps me with my graphics. She helps me post on social media. So I have a presence there, but that's not where I'm putting all of my effort. My efforts are really in educating my followers. I have a tip I send out every Tuesday um, I have done for now going on five years. I'm celebrating my five-year anniversary. And only now am I finally starting to um, to recycle some of them because I realized that I have a whole new audience and some of my best stuff was in my first year. So uh, that's what my advice would be is to, is to give as much of yourself as possible for free because it, once you do that, people will recognize that you are an expert in whatever field you're in. They will get to know you, they'll like you, they'll trust you. And then when you have something of value that you want to share with them that you want to sell, they are going to be lining up to buy it. Um, so that would be my advice about getting um, yourself out there also and to save everyone's email address because you never know when you need to have your own uh, mailing list. So that's what I would say. What do you feel were the benefits of creating a new career at this stage in your life? Ah, I, the benefits uh, are, are so many. I think first and foremost, to have this new career as a organizing expert and online educator, it's not easy. I have to learn so much. In fact, sometimes my head hurts because I'm learning so many new things, but I think that's also a huge benefit. I'm keeping my brain plastic by forcing myself to learn how to um, navigate the back end of my website. Uh, that is exciting to me because I think it's important to be a lifelong learner. It's important not to just succumb to the everyday. So that's one of the benefits. The other benefit is I am making friends, virtual friends, people I've never met around the world. I have an amazing accountability group um, we call ourselves the Pod Sisters, and we meet every week to encourage each other, to create some accountability within each other, bounce ideas off, 
And these women live in the U.S., but nowhere near me. I've never met them in person. And yet I feel that we have an infinite business and friendship now. That's been a huge benefit. The other benefit is that our goal is to travel internationally every year. And since I've started this online career, we've done so. 2021, we did um, England, Ireland, and Scotland. Uh, this summer, because of some COVID issues, we stayed, We just went to Canada. However, that is international. And right now we're planning a month away in 2023. And I could never do that with an in-person business to, you know, my business model used to be going into people's homes and exchanging hours for dollars. Now with a online business, I can do it globally. I can manage my business while we're on a month long vacation in Europe. So that's just a couple of the benefits. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful, scary, challenging starting this brand new business. Um, and you know, now I'm 59. Um, and it's, you it's, definitely don't you know, look here, it. <laughs> well, I have a great photographer and, you know, hair and makeup and lighting yeah, can no, do a I've, wonderful I've thing. Seen, I've seen you quite a few times <laughs> in person. Celie, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, then, then I tell Joe it's, it's my good jeans and sunscreen. That's the real, that's the real ticket. But yeah, I think, um, it's, it's a little scary to put myself out there in a whole new realm, but um, it's also exhilarating. So I feel very honored to have this opportunity to, you know, it's, it's never too late to start something new. And I've really taken that on. This will be the second time in the last five years that I've decided to take on something new. Well, you have been a longtime supporter of our organization. What resources have we been able to offer you that have impacted your life in a positive way? Oh, Joe. Well, I've already mentioned the amazing um, conferences that you've sponsored for women entrepreneurs. You have brought experts into us from around the world. So inspiring. I still have my notes from the very first one I went to, and I do refer to them. Um, that those those resources have just been astounding. You are also a, a, a supporter of holding hangers. Um, you know the. I, I voted uh, for you to win, to win that I know. I know. I know. The my, belief, my, my, your my belief partner, in... My, my co-host... <laughs> judges. Uh, judges yes. or hosts uh, picked the wrong person. Yeah. But I have to tell you that your belief in me when things were going rough really inspired me. And then when I won the other pitch competition and you actually handed me a check, I was just like, hey, this is a, you know, this is for real. And so... That has been amazing. But I also have to tell you that, and you don't know this, but whenever I get a Bear Givers um, newsletter, that inspires me as well. I have, I, you've always made it part of your business model and mission to give back to so many different organizations and communities. And it's something that, um, has inspired me. I've also doing that. My business model for my um, courses is to give at least 10% of my courses as scholarship to people who really need whatever it is that I'm teaching, but maybe can't afford it. And I think, you know, so I don't know if you know this, but you've inspired me on so many levels, personally, professionally, 
and also philanthropically. Thank you. Well, we are just about out of time today, but thank you so much, Celie, for coming on the show and talking about your experience. It's always a pleasure to hear from our supporters and see them flourish as you clearly have. Your hard work, dedication, and passion are an insight into the mind and heart of every passionate entrepreneur out there. Thank you for sharing with us today. Why don't you let us know where our listeners can find you? Absolutely. And thank you again for having me. So they can find me at com. That spells C-L-E-E-C-A-W-L-E-Y.com. Um, there's a lot of free resources available. One of the ones I'm really passionate about is I'm offering an emergency vital documents guide. And what that is, is a, totally for free, but it's a little video tutorial and exhaustive comprehensive checklist of all of the emergency vital documents that anyone should have. So whether you are uh, like my daughter in her early 20s, just launching her life, she's going to need a handful of vital documents. Or if you're like me in the age and stage I'm in, you know, in a new business, planning for retirement, um, homeowner, car owner, lots of there are lots of things that I need. And I'm, this is something I feel really strongly about it. Just recently, we have seen fires and floods and natural disasters and man-made disasters that have forced people to have to evacuate their homes. And when you don't know where these vital documents are, the stress of that to be able to you know, prove that you own your home. We saw it with Hurricane Katrina that even if you had your documents at the banks, well, the banks were underwater. All of that was gone. So I'm making it a mission to help people get all of these documents together and at least know where the actual physical pieces of paper are if they don't have the ability to, you know, send them to the cloud. And that's as simple as taking a photograph with their phone to have a electronic proof of these different things. So, I'm encouraging everybody to listen to go to sealycolly.com backslash guide to get their free copy of the emergency vital documents guide. It's just one of those things that I think it's so important to have. So uh, thank you for giving me a chance to let people know about that. Okay. Well, thank you, Sealy. You, you were amazing. Uh, and we hope to keep seeing you at our events and hopefully we can see each other more often in the future. Absolutely, Joe. I thank you so much. Okay, take care.